into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by True Mav Fitness, a new way to work out. I'm getting ready to go to my True Mav class Thursday evening. Upper body focus, looking forward to it. 45 minute classes, your first class free at TrueMavFitness.com. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best possible car buying experience. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com. Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on all the action this football season and every season in between. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, whether it wins or loses in the Superbook Sports app. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. So, Titans rolling, two straight wins, trying to expand that lead uh, over a terrible team. So you're looking through uh, so you're looking through all these different things and you are uh, and you're trying to say, okay, what is what can they legitimately carry over from week to week? Well, there's a couple of different things that you look at. The defense performance was outstanding. The offense, frankly, is still tough to watch even though I thought that Derrick Henry played as well as we've seen Derrick play in quite some time. I still think that they have a lot of problems. I really don't think it's a professional – I don't think it's an NFL offense, Like I don't, especially in the AFC. I think their offense is objectively bad. And good enough to win, good enough in the first half to give them these leads to their credit. But there's a lot of different things that they're doing poorly right now that uh, that's you're going to get swamped by a better team. So how where can they continue to grow and to improve? So that was the subject of our conversation with Greg Cosell today. We talked about a lot of different things with Greg, and you'll have to check out the full podcast uh, wherever it is you get your podcast, the podcast called The Install, um, available in your feeds every Wednesday. So the question becomes, what one thing must the Titans do against the Commanders that they were able to do against the Colts? Let's talk about it together. Um, We brought up the rushing attack. The rushing attack was sound. We brought up the defensive performance, three turnovers, short fields that allowed them to capitalize in the first half and seal the game in the second half. They have a couple of different things that are going for them. I thought that Autry and Simmons and Tart played really, really well against an Indianapolis Colts offensive line that is truly struggling. And certainly the, uh, the commander's offensive line is just as poor. Jimbo on Facebook brings up the Titans are the most productive red zone offense. They're not the most productive, but they're most they're the most efficient by percentage. Now they don't have a lot of red zone. Uh, they don't have a lot of drives that are leading them to the red zone. Certainly because the second half is skewed that way. They're the only team in football to score four straight uh, t- opening drive touchdowns. So every first possession that they've had through the first four weeks, they've scored a touchdown. They have 38 other drives total in the NFL in their season so far, and they're only scoring on five of those other 38 drives, which is a really, really poor percentage. So we'll talk about it together. You'll hear from Cosell right after I tell you about the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford who present your Two Rivers Ford take. They offer guarantees unlike any other at Two Rivers Ford. It's why they're the best in the business. They will offer you a 29 percent APR for 60 months for all qualified buyers and $500 bonus cash when you custom order your next 2023 model year Ford. That's the Escape, Explorer, Bronco Sport, F-150, Mustang, or Edge. 
any one of those vehicles, Two Rivers Ford will hook you up so you can lock in a great interest rate and pay whenever you start, whenever you get your car. It will take, it's no, it's no hassle on you. It's why Two Rivers is the best because they go above and beyond to make sure that you have the best possible car buying experience. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what can they carry over? Uh, Karen O'Keefe says, get to the quarterback. Um, the Colts offensive line is overhyped. Kelly Nelson, yes. The rest are just average Joes. Braden Smith has been a decent player, MB, but yeah, for the most, I mean, the, the the right guard and the left tackle are, are objectively bad. Kelly and Nelson have not been overhyped. That Kel- and Nelson has been, if not the best offensive guard in football. Zach Martin's probably the best offensive guard in football. He's been top three um, at lowest. He's just, he's having a really bad season. Uh, at this point, Kelly has been a, an above average center. I don't think he's like a world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but he's been good. Now they're incredibly overpaid, uh, at this point and they're not producing. So yes, at this point they are consistently overhyped based on their paychecks, but they're not, I mean, they have been high level NFL players prior to this season. They're just getting manhandled on a regular basis this off season or this season so far. So looking at all these different things, uh, I think that you have to look at what the Titans did offensively. What the Titans did offensively is not good enough. I still think their offense is bad. But what the defense does is the thing that I think provides them the best advantage to win, and that is something we talked about with Greg Cosell today. So it looks like they'll have a similar opportunity to be able to take advantage of some (laughs) protection issues, to put it diplomatically, against the Washington Commanders. This week, Carson Wentz has been sacked, I believe, 17 times so far in the year, um, and they are having protection issues uh, of their own. I believe their starting center has been ruled out for this game. Yeah, um, it's, it's, a, it's a bad mix with the commanders because they have an O-line that's really struggling and a, that has some injuries and a quarterback with a, a definite tendency to hold the ball too long on occasion, not every play, obviously, but on occasion. So it can be a bad mix, and the way the Titans uh, – played this week and again every week's a new week you never know and all we're doing is 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 using what we've seen on film to try to be predictive you know it doesn't always work that way but this is all we have so this would appear to be a week where um you know these guys uh, as they say they can eat you know it 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 looks like that this should be a a real positive matchup advantage for the titans d-line and their pressures uh yeah and they get pressures in a variety of different ways, right? They run the stunts. I thought Mario Edwards played very well, about 35 snaps in the absence of Bud Dupree. Simmons and Autry were great. I thought that T.R. Tart played very well as well. In fact, I thought that was one of Tart's best games. Dean, uh, Dean Buckwalter asks, is uh, Chase Young playing? He is not. He is still on the reserve PUP list. He will not be available for the commanders this week. But on the offensive side of the ball, their offensive line is bad. I mean, it's objectively bad. And Carson Wentz has not been playing bad, but he's not been good enough to overcome the things around them. So the thing that they can most easily carry over, the thing that they seem most equipped to do, is that pass rush, um, even without a uh, even without Bud Dupree, who did not practice again today. I saw Mario Edwards and um, who was the other player? Then I noticed today working with the outside linebackers that's not no normally over there 
I know Edwards was, and Edwards is listed as a defensive tackle uh, at this point. Um, so I think there's a couple of different things that you have to look at. But uh, as far as the uh, as far as the Titans are concerned, the best thing that they do is that pass rush, and that's something that can continue to give them good opportunities. We'll continue to take your comments. What do you think they can carry over from week to week? Here in just a second, I'll remind you, though, that A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out. 45-minute boot camp-style classes that will work for any level of fitness, whether you're just starting to get back into shape or whether you want something that's going to challenge you a little bit. TrueMav Fitness has opportunities for you. They have the group classes five days a week in the morning, afternoons and evenings they have personal training if you want a more specific approach they also have an open gym you can check out all levels of their memberships at truemathfitness.com it's very conveniently located here in downtown nashville in the gulch and if you're a middle tennessee resident your first class is free maybe i'll see you tomorrow at 5 30 for the uh for the upper body focused class uh that i'm going to take at TrueMath fitness this week truemathfitness.com for more information so, is it just the pass rush that gives them the thing that will be their best advantage? The scoring on the opening drives is a, a critical part of their success. Tevon says uh, the first drive touchdowns is where you would uh, where you would like to see them continue that success. That's probably the hardest thing for them to repeat, but they have been successful so far. So we'll see how it goes. I think four straight games is a bit of an anomaly. Um, and by the way, the Colts did them, a, did them a huge favor. It's the best field position that they've had on an opening possession to start the year. So we'll see how that, that goes. The defense for the commanders is not very good right now. Not, neither the front nor the coverage uh, for Washington has been sufficient thus far. Uh, Dallas really gave them problems, and Cooper Rush is not any kind of world beater, but they found ways to exploit holes in the secondary. So with all this being said, you continue to look at this and say, yeah, okay, the Titans should, should be able to handle a team like the Commanders, but the Titans should have been able to handle the Jets last year. The Titans should have been able to handle the Texans last year. Um, there were a couple other opportunities en route to a 12-5 and record that they did slip up on, but this presents a reasonable opportunity. How can our offense be so successful, but yet so unsuccessful, says Jimbo? It's, I mean... I honestly wish we'd have pulled the clip. I didn't think about it until now. Pulled the clip of Ryan Tannehill, like talking about it, because basically he said, well, yeah, we make mistakes on touchdown drives too. It's just, you know, we end up scoring touchdowns on them. There's no real explanation other than there are things that are going wrong at critical moments in each of these respective drives, not in like, don't take the half as a whole, take the drive, take each drive on a drive by drive basis. And you'll have a better answer to why these things are happening because the answer on each drive may not necessarily be the same. So it's tough to like blanket statement it over the second half problems. Now, a lot of these things are recurring and those are the things that you need them to clean up. They haven't to this point just yet. Uh, I always struggle with whatever this name is, but uh, you know, you know who you are, Skurblerd <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, we get super conservative at the half. Yeah, kind of, but not really. Like the third and four chick call to seal the game was not a conservative call. In fact, that was that was a pretty ballsy play call by uh, by Todd Downing. 
they uh, they hit that third and four play action pass. They had I just in fact I just watched it. I was watching the game back uh, before we got ready to talk about this to see if there was anything on the fourth time through that I didn't notice. And on that third and four, um, Derrick Henry is lined up as a fullback, and and Chig is the running back. Right? They slip Chig out. Derrick fakes the fakes the handoff. Ryan Tannehill rolls out, hit him for a pass. It's a third and four completion, and you close out the game. So it's not, I mean, it's not a conservative thing because that's like, that kind of takes some stones to be able to pull that play off. Uh, so uh, he says, yeah, but it took him until the very last drive to do that. Not really. It's just that it worked in that moment. They tried a couple of different things. They tried a similar boot uh, boot concept on their first drive. It just wasn't very well designed, and all of a sudden, Tannehill is rolling right into Dio Odangbo of uh, Vanderbilt fame, uh, into Odangbo's lap, and the drive ends. Right? It's not so. You have to look at the plays, and I understand. You know, there's a like it's not your job to look at every play the way that it is my job to look at every play, right? So I understand if you're kind of glossing over some things and and casting um, blanket statements, but I I I need if we're gonna have an intelligent conversation about this. You have to look at each play and how, where is what is going wrong on each respective play or what is going right on each respective play. And I think that is the kind of thing that can give you a better picture of what exactly is happening to your second hand, uh, second half offense. But let's talk about Monty Rice and what impact, if any, he can make. We'll talk about, uh, we'll talk, and Mark Jones has never apologized for a win. Nobody's asking him to apologize for a win. Mark, it's just they, they're not good enough to win anything of consequence, right? Like there's there's a lot of different things that are problematic here about the Tennessee Titans on the offensive side of the football. Mike Vrabel would never admit this publicly. He would never admit this to us. He would never admit this privately, I'm certain. But Mike knows that they're not, that they're not, that this is not an NFL offense, that they're just, they're barely squeaking by at this point. They don't have explosive plays in the passing game. If they can't get it with Derek, they're just flatly not getting it. And your biggest source of yards after contact cannot be uh, Hilliard and Henry, who is not a featured uh, passing back. Yogi Hurt says Buck has downings back to the end. Uh, he's not that good, Buck. Look at his time with the Raiders. Well, like I said, uh, he was not good with the Raiders, objectively. Um, I don't think he's overwhelmingly that great with the Titans. But the personnel is limited, and the play calling is limited as a, as a result. Now, like I said, I don't think – like. You, you've had two straight offensive coordinators go on to be NFL head coaches. I've said this before. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it gets brought up enough that I feel like it needs to be hammered home because some of you just aren't getting it, and that's fine. That's my job. Um, but, yeah, he may not be the next NFL head coach to come out of the Titans. It's rare that you have two back-to-back offensive coordinators go on to be a head coach, much less three who are that kind of a high level. I don't necessarily think Todd is, you know, the best offensive coordinator in the world. It's just not it's not the problem. You guys are ignoring a lot of Todd is the easy. It's easy to rip the coaches, always easy to rip the coaches. And there are moments when the coaches have plenty of blame, right? But this is not one of those situations. They're just uh, aesthetically execution wise and personnel wise. They're not an NFL offense right now. And it's layered at every level. Todd is Todd is the face that you want to pin it on. That's fine. That's up to you, but it goes, it goes far deeper than that. It can be a part of the problem and also not be the biggest problem. Like you don't you don't solve anything by firing Todd Downing and putting Tim Kelly in charge of this offense. Tim Kelly is doing his damnedest to try and make this offense go, and it still looks like shit. So, I mean, 
what are you what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's kind of the this is an offseason problem. They got to figure out how to make it happen with this group. I don't necessarily think that they can. Maybe they'll make me eat my words, but like I don't think they're meaningfully competitive with the way that they play football right now. And I don't think I'm breaking any news to you guys. Like I think you guys watch them as much. I mean, you guys watch them maybe not as much as I do, just because I go back and I watch the game, you know, three, four times through to make sure that I've got all the information necessary as we talk about it throughout the course of a week. But yeah, I mean, it's just uh it's just it's it is multi-layered in its failures. And at this point, you, I mean, it's, it goes beyond, it goes beyond, uh, it goes beyond Todd Downing. It comes down to Ryan Tannehill, who was fine, but not great on Sunday. It goes to the offensive line, who was fine, but not great by any stretch of the imagination on Sunday. Derrick Henry can only do so much. He is a superhuman, but superhuman at running back cannot win you games outright when you have zero explosive plays in the passing game, and that's not something that they have. They don't manufacture it uh, often enough to where their margin of error is so thin, and that's why they play these close games. It's so again, it's multi-layered. I think that uh, I think that you need to uh, I think that you need to be cognizant of that. You're going to think what you want. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong probably more often than not, but that's okay. That's why we have the show. Everybody's opinions are welcome. Uh, Damon Beverly says, Buck, I just think it's all adjustments. We need to make good adjustments. Yeah, but what are the, what, I mean, no, you, the, I'm not dismissing it, Damon, because I think that's the, like, when you don't have any other answers, you say, make adjustments. What are the adjustments here? Go get where, where are you, the, the, the adjustment is get better players and you're not getting better players right now. Like you let your best offensive player go in AJ and AJ's doing the things that he was do- for the Eagles that he was doing for the Titans. And it's working really well because not only do they have AJ, they have uh, they have a great collection of skill position players. They have a quarterback who's all right, but he's good enough to get him the ball in space. They've got a gifted a head coach who, as the former Colts offensive coordinator, really does well to scheme things up for them. And they got a defense that's playing nasty right now. Titans have a great defense. I think that defense is especially missing five starters to play the way that they did. I think that's the best thing that they do by a mile. Um, but I think that uh, I think that it's uh, I think that when you go through these things, there's a lot of it. Uh, there's a lot of it that can be easily exposed by a team like the Bills, who just outright punched you in the face. Um, and you don't necessarily have an answer for that right now. And I don't think you have an answer for that on the roster right now. Cody Valentine says, Buck, you just said that Tannehill went 17 for 21 every week with two touchdowns and no picks and 140 yards. They will win. <laughs> well, I think that's I think that's not necessarily giving my comments the full context. Uh, you said they run the ball. It's not Tannehill. Damn. It's not Tannehill, but they don't manufacture explosive plays. Like, I think they would they would accept that stat line from Tannehill every week. And I think more often than not, like, you go look at the, the stat lines for Tannehill um, versus Derek in the 2019 playoff run. Like, all they needed him to do was that kind of, those kind of numbers. They just needed him to be efficient, not make mistakes, and not turn the ball over. It's Garoppolo-esque, right? But at least Jimmy Garoppolo gets explosive plays schemed up for him. Jimmy has uh, Kittle. Jimmy has Debo. Jimmy has Juszczyk, even, the fullback, who can run routes and uh, carry the ball. The Titans don't have anything, anything like that, especially without Traylon Burks. Maybe Burks becomes that at some point. But, like, I mean, you guys know. You guys know this. It's just – it's – it's you're not playing with the same pieces as everybody else on the offensive side of football. 
Like the piece that you have is Derek, but you need more than Derek to be able to legitimately, meaningfully compete with the rest of the NFL. And I mean, it's not, I'm not looking for, I told you so. I'm not looking for, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm not looking for that at all. I'm just telling you what I watch every week, what I see, what I talk to people in the NFL about, what I talk to coaches about, what I talk to scouts about. And this team is on offense, not good enough to do anything beyond, you know, scrap together a couple of uh, a scrappy wins. They've done that thus far. They're a two and two football team. Beyond that, they're not, they're not special, right? Especially not on that side of the football. Defensively, they might still be. Um, but they need Bud to come back, I think, at this point. So we'll continue to uh we'll continue to uh, uh keep that discussion going. Um we do, his name is Malik Willis. What who's what what do you mean you your name is uh uh wh- whose name? I mean Malik Willis's name is Malik Willis. What do you mean by Malik Willis? Malik Willis did you not watch Malik Willis play against the Bills? Like he looked he looked Equally, Malik Willis not doing better with this group of players. Malik Willis needs a hell of a lot more help, and you're not going to just trot him out there to run the ball. That's not going to work. That's not how it goes. And by the way, John Glennon had the stat. Rob Wright brings it up. 61 players they had used through the first four weeks last year in, in route to setting the NFL record for the most players, uh, for the most players uh, uh, to dress for an NFL team because of injury. They're already at 60. They're on the same track record injury-wise as they were last year. So not only are they not good enough, uh, they're not talented enough, um, they're also getting the shit beat out of them again, which is, uh, it's not, you, you did it last year, so I can't I can't say that you can't do it again, but the probability of you overcoming that again is really, really unlikely at this point. Um, so we'll continue to see how that manifests uh let's move on and let's talk about Monty Rice because he was one of the few that came back today we'll get into the conversation around Monty well I'll ask you this question uh what are your expectations of Monty Rice as he returns from injury uh Molden and Racy McMath they remain on injured reserve we will talk about this together though Monty by the way is not yet cleared but he has been designated to return so let's talk about realistic expectations for him And can he help this defense that was absent five starters against the Colts on Sunday? We will go through this uh, conversation together um, right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the Intel Edge. We're doing Titans Intel tonight. Gary's got you covered when it comes to real estate intel here in Middle Tennessee. The Ashton team will help you get the intel that helps you sell your home with, for, with no showings or staging that helps you uh, find your next home and sell your current one while you're in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. They will help you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now because that's what the Ashton team does. Gary Ashton and his group are the best in the business. That's why they're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of A to Z Sports Primetime and of my radio show. GaryAshton.com is where you go. So. What are your expectations reasonably of Monty Rice um, at this point? Cloudhouse Entertainment simply says, I'll take added depth. I would agree with that assessment. Uh, Monty says, or Noctrop says, Monty uh, colon Jeebus or Jesus. I'm not sure who you mean, but walking on water. I don't think he's that good, but we will find out, I suppose. Um, Play better than Cunningham has so far this season, hopefully. 
you know, Greg and I talked about this on the podcast too, uh, and you need to go check it out because Greg's always great. And we talked about a lot of different games as well. But Dylan Cole played really, really well. Like, I, if they kept, I mean, maybe it's just one game sample size, but like, if Zach Cunningham can't play on third downs either, I mean, I don't, I don't want Dylan Cole in coverage, but I don't need him in coverage. I need him against the run. And he played, him and Long played really, really well together, I thought, in that game. In fact, that's probably the best game I've seen from their inside linebackers in quite some time. Uh, to their credit, both Cole and Long, who, you know, D- David Long is just a, he's a really good player right now, and you're happy to have him in that defense. But we asked Mike Vrabel about Monty Rice today, and this was his response. I think, you know, we, I think we're uh, confident the way that the return to play has gone uh, on the side, and so we'll see uh, where that is and then how that translates to, you know, some of the 11 on 11 and some of the special team stuff. And, you know, we'll, we'll be careful as we work and work him back. But by all accounts, he's, he's excited. He's ready to go. His condition feels great. So that's, uh, that's Mike Vrabel talking about Monty Rice. Now the injury he's coming, he's coming back from is an Achilles. Um, so I have, I have zero expectations of Monty Rice right now. I think the depth is nice. And at whatever point they'll have 21, well, 20 days including uh, 21 days, including today, to clear him, to activate him to the active roster. But right now, I have no expectation, uh, no expectations of Monty. Um, I thought he played fine in a, in a few stints last year. Um, but I think that Dylan Cole is, is probably the best, the best option that you have right now. And by the way, Joe Schobert played, uh, played some pretty good snaps, too. He was in on that fumble. I can't remember if he forced the fumble or recovered the fumble, the second one that they had the Jonathan Taylor fumble, but it was a, a, a mass, a critical play in that game. So I think for, uh, I think for the purposes of expectations, I'm not that, I'm not that, you know, Monty Rice is not going to change the, the outlook of this defense, but it certainly does help to have that depth and, and hopefully he continues to progress in his recovery. Let's talk about uh, what AJ Brown, AJ Brown's comments about Mike Vrabel and not being, you know, the Titans not being a fun environment to play in. The question that I'm going to ask you is this: fair or foul? AJ Brown's comments about the Titans having a no fun culture. We'll talk about this together. You'll hear from Jeff Simmons on this. Uh, by the way, Jeff is on the radio show tomorrow. Um, we're going to do so. Jeff is going to do an interview on the radio show with me at 11:15. Uh, you can live stream it on YouTube or Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch. You can listen to it on FM radio. You can check out the podcast if you can't listen to the radio show live from 10 to 1. But we'll have Jeff Simmons, and it'll be a fun conversation because certainly Jeff is playing really well right now, and that defensive line is probably the best thing that the Titans have going. So fair or foul, uh, AJ's comments about the Titans having a no-fun culture. We will get into this together right after I remind you that Superbook Sports is where you go to take the fight to Vegas this football season. Superbook allows you the opportunity to take on the best odds makers on the strip. No fancy computer algorithms, no guys across the pond setting lines for American sports, just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at the Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promos anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas today. 
Terms and conditions at superbook.com. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So if you haven't seen the comments from AJ, we'll play them, and then you'll hear what Jeff Simmons had to say about his situation. And you know, uh, Brave, you know, Brave, I got a lot of respect for him, but, you know, he's he's the better check weight. You know, everything is lock in. You know, you know, no fun over there. You know, you're going to get the job done. And uh, no over fun. here, man, it's just he, – <laughs> but over here, he just, you know, he just, we just, he just letting us have fun, do what we do, you know, uh, let us express our personality. And I think that's huge. You know, you want somebody to express them, their, themselves and be themselves. So, so the real, the real them can show on the game, on the, on the football field. So. So that's AJ Brown, uh, on Josina Anderson's podcast called the crew. I think Teron was on uh, Josina's podcast, which a big, a big platform, so good for Tehran. So, you know, those comments went out, and whatever, AJ is entitled to his opinion. But, of course, the players in the locker room are going to be asked about this. This was Jeff Simmons' comments on the subject today. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't um, you know, I, I actually saw that. Yeah. I, I didn't really think much on it because one thing about it, you know, I know for a fact here that, you know, winning take a lot of lock. You have to be locked in to win. Yeah. But also, I know for a fact where – me and Raiden joked around several times at, on the practice field, in the locker room. Uh, you know, we have a lot of fun around here. And when you win, you're supposed to have fun. I mean, we're losing. No one wanted the locker room to be all hollow jolly. We shouldn't be. So, and I think that's when things get tightened up around here, you know, because you're supposed to be yeah. from the leaders, from the coaches, everyone. So, I, I mean, everyone have their own opinions. My opinion, my opinion, I feel like we have a great locker room. We have a great coaching staff. Leading with Coach Brave, you know, he he not a sometime guy, I, I feel like. Um, you know, when we lose, you know, he, he like he's supposed to be. When we win, he like he's supposed to be. So, um, I feel like everything is normal around here. You know, I seen what he said, but everyone have their own opinions. So, he's right. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I, you know, it's not like AJ was suppressed here. In fact, I thought. Rabel was really, really good with him. Now, I don't know all of their dealings. I don't know all of their interactions. But when AJ talked about um, self-harm and suicidal thoughts in the, uh, in on an, I think it was a, either a TikTok or an Instagram live post, I thought, I thought Rabel was exceptional with it. Now, we see publicly how these things go as opposed to privately. But there was no indication to me in, in conversations with people around that building that Mike was actively suppressing AJ or anybody else. Um, you know, but AJ is who AJ is. And he's like Jeff said, he's entitled to his opinion. Mike is who he needs to be when they win. Mike is who he needs to be when they lose. Uh, that's that's just how it goes. Um, so I I think AJ caught AJ's comments are fair if that's the way that he feels. I would be inclined to disagree, but I can't speak for AJ that way. It's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. Check out the radio show, Jeff Simmons, tomorrow, 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. We'll enjoy the conversation with Big Jeff. One more primetime show to do, and then we'll take off for D.C. and cover the Commander's game there. Have a great rest of your evening. There's Matt All right, Crater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, nope, that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>